0: This is Kevin Lavelle, and you're listening to Founders 15. You know what the world needs? Another business podcast. Well, actually, maybe it does. See, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, many of which were truly great. I learned a lot and had takeaways that changed my business or personal life. But I often noticed there was no commonality between the interviews as they were wide-ranging so it was harder to tease out themes between them. I launched Mizzen and Main to bring advanced performance fabrics to traditional menswear. So just like deciding the world needed a better dress shirt when everyone said it was crazy, I decided to launch Founders 15. Founders 15 is a unique new discussion experience, distinct in three specific ways. The conversations will be founder to founder, eliciting an enlightening back and forth of two people with an overlap rarely found in other interviews. In my position as founder of Mizzen and Main, I've gotten to have extraordinary conversations with other founders, and I know that there are takeaways that a lot of people would benefit from. So episodes will also feature the same 15 main questions in each podcast, helping bring a continuity to these discussions, with appropriate probing on key themes as they develop throughout the interview. Perhaps most distinctively, I'm focused primarily on founders building something right now, and not just the billion-dollar unicorns that get the headlines every day. These interviews feature real people building real businesses today. Business titans from years ago offer much to learn from, but my focus is on those in the heart of their journey to build something great. To keep things particularly interesting, I'll also be interviewing a few well-known athletes and coaches, founders in their own right, to gain additional insight and inspiration as to what it takes to achieve greatness. Would love to hear any feedback anytime. I'm on Twitter at Kevin S. And I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I've enjoyed having them. Rosie and Josh have a sweet story indeed, starting strong with the puns here. As founders of Sugarfina, a high-end, fun, and unique confectionery company, their journey started on an early date watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. In a classic, there must be a better way moment, they both wondered why candy wasn't that much fun or memorable for adults too. Just six years in, Sugarfina has 50 retail locations around the United States and now Hong Kong, 85 people at headquarters, and over 500 including all their stores. They're also at over $40 million in revenue with zero marketing spend. It's hard to describe how incredible that really is. That said, people say their candy is as beautiful to look at as it is delicious so it's no surprise they've really made their mark. In 2017, they were described as the Tesla of candy, which was just about the highest compliment that Josh could have ever imagined as a big fan of the disruption Elon Musk continues to demonstrate. This was my first husband and wife joint interview, though third husband and wife-run company, and it was as much fun as you think it might be with a couple very much in love that gets to travel the world to be inspired to make the next incredibly delicious and beautiful candy. Somehow they still manage to live in moderation and not to overdo it when it comes to eating too much candy. Check them out on Instagram at Sugarfina and on their website where you can order or find their stores at Sugarfina.com. Rosie and Josh, I'm really excited because this is the first husband and wife couple interview uh, that I've been able to have. And I think it's going to elicit a lot of fun back and forth. So really excited to have you on board.
1: Awesome. We're, we are we're glad excited to be, be here. here.
2: We like First. So first. That, sounds, that sounds good to us.
0: Excellent. So um, knowing that we've got a lot of interesting places we can go with a husband and wife founding team, um, why don't you just start off and tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, the journey to get to where you are now?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Sugarfina is very much wrapped up in my and Josh's love story. Um Prior uh, to meeting each other, I was uh, head of mm. marketing for Barbie at Mattel.
2: And uh, I was uh, a lifer in the video games business. So I used to run a company called Pandemic Studios.
1: And uh, so we ended up getting connected. We met on Match.com. And on our third date, Josh took me to see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original <laughs> one, this like really cool outdoor screening. And after um, seeing the movie, we were sort of struck by this idea of why isn't there a candy store for grownups? ups like, mm. Why is it all for kids? Why is it kind of gross? And you know, you're shov- shoveling candy from a bucket into a, you know, plastic bag. Why isn't there something upscale and beautiful with really high quality, des- delicious candies beautifully packaged. So that was sort of the, the light bulb moment for us. And then uh, we actually spent a couple years just, you know, as we were getting to know each other and falling in love. And it was sort of like our fun back burner thing we would discuss on our dates.
2: Yeah, we, we did a lot of traveling around the world, which was always a lot of fun and, and just, you know, discovering new tastes and, and sweets that we had never experienced in the U.S. before. So you now really excited to bring some of that back to the U.S. and little did we know that that date would uh, turn into what is <laughs> now Sugarfina. It's pretty awesome.
0: As amazing as that story is, here you guys are, you're running this amazing business with truly incredible products. Uh, our team goes absolutely crazy for them when we have them in the office. Tell <laughs> me a little bit about um, how you guys run today. How are you sold? Where, where can we find you? And um, a little bit about the business side of Sugarfina.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we launched in 2012 as an online only brand and we opened our first retail store in uh, holiday 2013 in Beverly Hills. Um, You know, in the five years since we opened that first store, the business has really just taken off like a rocket ship, which is great and really fun. Um, But lots of things. (laughs) We'll get into lots of stories around that. Um, so now, you know, today we're a multi-channel brand. We have about 50 retail locations across North America, including our first, uh, overseas boutique in Hong Kong, which launched during the summer. We are, um, e-commerce and mobile, uh, so you can shop there. And then we have wholesale partners, uh, you know, top tier department store partners like Neiman Marcus, Bergdorf Goodman, Saks, Nordstrom. We're in a lot of five-star hotels and then corporate gifting is another area for us where, um, companies can add, you know, their logo or their message to our packaging and send it out as a personalized gift. So we really touch kind of a multitude of things. Um, and in terms of our size, you know, we that that first year that we had our store, we did under a million in 2013. Um, last year, we actually got up to just under 40. And that was with no paid marketing spend whatsoever. That was uh, truly organic growth, which is really awesome, and and we're really proud of. And and this year, um, you know, we're probably going to be somewhere in the mid to high fifties. Um, so again, another tremendous year of growth, which is exciting.
0: That is um, for for those listening who haven't built a consumer company. That those numbers are are astounding with no paid media. Um, even some of the best brands, you still have to do something behind it. So. Congrats. And I, I can't wait to dig in a little bit more as to, I know you have some theories as to why, not just because your products are that delicious, because there are plenty of delicious <laughs> products out there. Um, <laughs> but you guys have found a way to to really break through. So um, you said you're in 50 retail locations around the US and then Hong Kong. Are you guys, or is it um, standalone stores? Are they in malls? What's the common theme of of the locations?
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, there mostly are standalone stores and where we do the best is where you have that intersection of really uh, high traffic, uh, you know, footfall, um, you know, a mix of tourists and local businesses and, you know, um, you know, a concentrate, a concentration of, uh, you know, people living in that neighborhood. Um, So all the top malls you can imagine, obviously, in markets like New York and Los Angeles and and Dallas and uh, places like that. We also have a group of Shop and Shops uh, through a partnership with Nordstrom, uh, and that's worked really well for us as well. You know, they're a great brand, and we're able to set up little mini boutiques in some of their top department store locations, and it's a great way for us to engage with their customers and kind of bring them into the Sugarfina orbit.
0: And all of this against the backdrop of um, confectionery or, or sweets, kind of on the decline um, as a total category, right?
1: Actually, no. Um, You know, the confections market is surprisingly resilient through both health and economic trends. Um, In fact, it's kind of inversely correlated with the economy as the economy goes down. Sweets consumption goes up. But that makes sense, right? You're you're bummed out. You're treating yourself. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, even in in light of the health trend, uh, our business, we feel, is really well positioned because you know, our whole philosophy is moderation. You know, you work hard, you live a healthy lifestyle, you want to treat yourself, people's desire for sugar and treating themselves isn't going to go away entirely. But when you treat yourself, have the best of the best have the highest quality, make it interesting, make it unique and special and beautiful. Um, That's where we fit in. And you know, surprisingly enough, some of our biggest corporate clients are brands like soul cycle and pre juicery and Sorry. you know brands that really kind of fit into that ethos of, of total um, wellness so we we feel we fit in um, to that customer mindset quite well
2: and, and Rosie and I personally subscribe to this too you know we we you know eat a healthy diet you know we we exercise uh, and we eat our own product and other products in moderation as anybody should but you know we we definitely uh, you know need a treat in our lives. And, and, uh, you know, that's how we look at Sugarfina, not only for ourselves personally, but for all of our customers as well.
0: Excellent. And, uh, in terms of kind of structure, uh, how many team members do you guys have? And, um, are you guys, I know you, you self-funded out of the gate, but, um, you have some investors behind you guys as well, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Now, Rosie and I, we self-funded, you know, initially, And and then, you know, obviously, as the growth of the company kind of took us by surprise, we we realized quite quickly that we needed to bring on some outside capital, uh, which we did. Uh, And so we did, you know, the traditional seed round and Series A round. And but in this case, instead of going to more traditional institutional funds and investors, Rosie and I just went to an expanded network of high net worth individuals. And it's been a, a great group of investors. They've added a lot of value and. They helped us, you know, get to this point where we are right now. Uh, last year, we did finally do an institutional round with a, a great partner out of Boston called Great Hill Partners. Um, and, um, and you know, we're hoping we're kind of getting to the end of that phase as a company, kind of those awkward teenage years where we can <laughs> move past fundraising constantly and get to a point where we can stand on our, t- our own two feet. And we're we're getting really close to that point, which is great.
0: Yeah. Those early checks from um, angel investors, it's a its a lot of fun because you get to meet people and talk to them and share your yeah. vision. And it's also yeah. really hard because you get peppered with an unbelievable amount of questions. And sometimes um, yeah. for what's not necessarily a huge amount of money, someone taking right. up a huge amount of your time.
2: That, that can happen. Yeah. We've heard many horror stories. Yeah. I got to say, we have been really lucky. We've gone in a group of investors around us who, are, who get the brand, are really passionate, um, trust that Rosie and I have enough experience and the right vision to take the business in the right direction, and and they're just excited to be along for the ride. And we're very lucky that when needed, we can kind of call on them for their expertise just to, you know, help us out in, in various moments when we need it. And we we have a really diverse group too, so people who come from retail or luxury or CPG and the finance world and they've been really helpful. So again, we're, we're, we consider ourselves really lucky. We happen to surround ourselves with a group of people that we did.
0: It's a very fortunate place to be in. So, um, I love the love story and that, that journey. Us too. I'd I'd love to hear a little (laughs) bit about, um, kind of the, the interim parts of that journey. So, okay. You had the idea and you kind of talked about it for a little while and then you said, let's do it. How did you get that first, call it prototype, it's not really a prototype mm-hmm. for sugar, but, but for um, that, those first few products, because you have very unique, um, very mm-hmm. inspired products, how did you get those first products? And then between there and launching, um, what went on? Who did you talk to? How did you think about um, taking this idea into your first product and then your first product into let's go start a company?
1: Well, I know a lot of people would answer you by saying we had, you know, a full business plan put together. (laughs) And that was definitely not us. Um, You know, when we started, uh, genuinely, we thought this was going to be a hobby. Yeah, Um, we thought it was going to be something that would be really fun. And it was, you know, like a little side hustle, we didn't expect it to, you know, turn into some big thing. And Gosh, it gives us an excuse to go travel around the world and taste test candy. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad. It's pretty uh, good. That's so <laughs> no, a good gig. I think because it had been sort of something we'd been thinking about and talking about and brainstorming for so long, when we finally got to that moment where we said, you know what, let's let's do this. Let's devote our time and actually get this live. We just kind of knew what we wanted to do. We didn't really sit down and like put together a whole strategy or a whole business plan or a market study or anything like that. We were really, um, designing to what we would buy, Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do, you know, kind of designing for us and our friends. Um, you know, the, I, I remember day one when we said, okay, let's, You know, let's officially quit our jobs. Let's Mm -hmm. start working on this full time. One of the first things we said was, Hey, we should probably go check out a candy trade show. Like, are there candy trade shows? I don't know. Like, so I just like (laughs) Google, I Googled candy trade show, and it was two days from then. And I'm like, Let's get plane tickets for (laughs) going to the candy trade show. And so, you know, we got on a plane, we get to the trade show. And I think the thing that really struck us was, there really is nothing like what yeah. we want to create. Like yeah. we want to create the opposite of all of this. Mm-hmm. So in a way we didn't really, it wasn't like For a couple, it, people we picked
3: yeah, up a couple yeah. of people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, people. I yeah. think it was like somewhat helpful, but it was mm-hmm. more helping us to solidify our market positioning right. and how differentiated we want to be. Yeah. So, you know, from that day, you know, that was in early May. Um, we 2012. got 2012. Yeah. yeah. We got the website live in mid July. Um, it was just Josh and myself, we didn't have anyone working for us or helping us. And we basically split up roles. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. later on, we'll probably get to how do you work well as a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, We have such a clear distinct divide between the Mm -hmm. roles that we have. Um, And we just naturally fell into, okay, you're going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And there's a million things we don't even know how to do, but I'm going to learn how to do these things, and you'll learn these things. So it was just very scrappy, very, let's, you know, put our heads together and get this done. But I think because we're a couple, and it, it, I, I always joke to Josh, I'm like, it feels like we're at camp working on an art project. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just, it was fun. Like we worked crazy hours, ton of work, but there was something about it that was so, so fun. much fun. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, we were building a candy brand. Like yeah. it's hard not to have fun when you're doing that.
2: And, and also, you know, being in a relationship, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I was a little bit worried about starting a business, you know, with someone you're newly in, in a relationship with. And because that could go horribly wrong. I mean, you yes. can be an amazing, you can be in an amazing relationship with someone, but have no business actually being in business with them. Um, but right away, we realized we worked really well together. So we almost had an added uh, boost to our relationship in those early years and that we were spending 24 hours yeah. uh, together, whereas normally a couple would have different jobs and they'd you know, spend a lot of time apart. We, this brought us even closer together, which was a really nice benefit of, of uh, the whole thing.
1: And yeah. I got to discover what an amazing work ethic Josh has. Pretty and you have
3: a crazy work ethic. No, but yeah. you, you. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think
1: that was something, that was part yeah. of why it just gelled yeah. and clicked so fast. We yeah. both have, yeah. you know, the, the same work ethic. Yeah. And I think yeah, that right. can sometimes be when, Partnerships go awry yeah, yeah, is when one person yeah. feels like they're carrying more
2: weight than the other. We shared the same values in terms of what was important to us. You know, uh, all, everything from the aesthetics of the brand to you know what our culture should be like, or our mission should be like, or you know our philosophies around you know managing other people and bringing employees on board and what our end goals were, we quickly realized we were aligned on a, on a whole slew of things, which was great. And wherever we're not aligned, Rosie wins. So, I mean, yeah. it's a very easy, <laughs> you know, it a, a relationship. Yeah, it comes very naturally.
0: You are apparently a faster learner than I am, Josh. Yeah, I, um,
2: I, I'm very experienced in this. <laughs> so
0: I, uh, my wife and I, um, started the company together she had a real job quote unquote real job for a couple years to keep us afloat as a family and um ended up coming over and and she was our cmo for a number of years she stepped aside about a year ago um to to be at home with our son but it i couldn't agree more with with what you guys are saying it for us for some couples i know they they would probably both end up in jail but for us it was (laughs) um such a benefit and a boost and and uh one of the greatest parts about our relationship was we were able to do this together and experience yeah. this unbelievable journey together which is unbelievably high and unbelievably low
1: right um,
0: but given how i mean i didn't think this was going to be a hobby i i was thinking this was this was our mm-hmm. big chance to do something great and so from the beginning we were all in and and yeah. had we not been working together i think it would have made our relationship a lot more challenging because you can't understand what this is
2: like if you if you're not doing it it, 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 exactly and so I totally agree with you that has totally brought us together and and you know almost it, it, it feels like we're a little bit of a dynamic duo now I feel like I can take on anything with Rosie by my side Aww. and that's actually been now proven out with our journey on Sugarfina and um, it just makes the future even more exciting so it's really that's so sweet. oh I'm getting Thank the googly you. eyes oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> bravo to- well done happy to get brownie points for that
0: So um, obviously, you guys have a great dynamic working together. What about your culture as a company and as a team? How many team members do you guys have? How do you define your culture? and, And ultimately, how do you defend it every day?
1: Yeah, so uh we're about 85 people in our corporate office. Uh total team including all our retail stores and warehouse and distribution centers is over 500, which every time I say that number oh, I'm nice. like, what? Yeah, how, did <laughs> like, we get there? how did that happen? Um we have a very, you know, we're a family business at the core. Um we have a very family-oriented mindset. We want to bring people into the company and and truly treat them as more than just an employee and a team, but as people we truly, you know, love and care about and really want to spend time with, you know, because in a startup you spend a lot of time with each other. And right. and it's so important to just have people who are kind of on your same wavelength as far as positive, optimistic people, no egos, people who roll up their sleeves and mm-hmm. get things done, people who are willing to drop everything and go help someone, mm-hmm. even if it has nothing to do with their job. They just they want to, you know, they're, they're playing on a team and they want everyone to win. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think those are some key values that are really important. Uh, we try to, um, as much as we can in a startup environment, create a culture that has a a balance or at least, um, flexibility in terms of, you know, everyone's lives. And we have a lot of, you know, working moms, um, who are with us. So things like, you know, we have half day Fridays, which just makes it so everybody can have a little bit longer of a weekend and catch up on their, their lives. Um, you know, things like, uh, you know, we all work crazy hours during the holidays. So shutting down the whole company during the week between Christmas and new Year's, So everybody can truly take a real break. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we try to think through those things and how do we make sure that, you know, we're, we're caring for our team, um, like we would want to care for our family. Yeah.
2: And, and you know, we probably have a dozen uh, dogs showing up every day, too. So <laughs> yeah. we have a very pet friendly environment. You know, we love people bringing a bit of home, you know, to work with them as well. That's And know, they that don't get to eat perfect. the candy, right? Uh, they do not get to eat the candy. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, uh, although we did remind us to tell you about a really fun April Fool's joke we did uh, <laughs> last year on that subject. Um, and it, 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 everything, you know, if you need flexibility to be at home, you've got a doctor's appointment, work from home. That's great. Ultimately, it's a culture of trust. You know, we bring the best talent in and we trust them to and we support them and give them everything they need to do to do their job as well. And then we trust them to do their jobs. And, you know, h- however, that makes sense for them and their team. Um, And and so that's, that's, again, worked really well for us.
0: And when you think about all of the stores that you all have, um, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different world in a store than in a corporate office. (coughs) Sure. How do you guys interact with the store teams? How do you make sure that the store teams are um, appropriately bought in to the way that you all want to operate? Because it's one thing in an office where you guys are regularly, even if you're in and out versus in a store with a store manager who can completely change the game for how a business is run on the ground?
1: Yeah, it, that's such a good question and, and so important um, for a brand, especially one that's growing at a really quick pace. You know, Josh and I obviously can't be in all the stores all the time. and And so <clears throat> this goes back to building a team and a culture where essentially, You know, we have a team who can translate the values that we really hold so dearly down to everyone on the team. So, for example, um, you know, our head of retail is just salt of the earth, probably one of the most amazing human beings I know. Um, He has then hired four district managers who have that same, you know, just amazing work ethic, amazing leadership, amazing, you know, caring and uh, really team development skills then those district managers hire store managers who reflect that. And, you know, it, it, it can, uh, a company can never rely on the personality or the, the traits of the founders. They really have to have an integrated culture where everyone on the team is marching to the same vision um, and sharing those same values. So that's step number one. Um, number two is just, you know, every moment where we can,
3: mm-hmm. we
1: try to really show the teams that we care. So, Whenever Josh and I travel, we always make it a point to stop into whatever store that is near us, um, you know, on that trip, we we make that a priority. You know what, take the team to breakfast, take the team to coffee, chat with them, you know, get to know them better. We have this really great um, employee portal online where it's kind of like a intranet for all of our retail team members. And we have a whole section on there where they can ask questions or Mm -hmm. share ideas. And I go in and, you know, answer all the questions and, and respond to ideas and things like that. So there's that kind of connection and then just um, what I'll call surprise and surprise delight. And delight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, around a, a key holiday, or if they've had like a particularly crazy week, you know, we'll send everybody a fun care package of goodies and just a you know a personalized note from us saying, "Hey, you're awesome. We're so proud of you. We love you. Keep up the great work." Uh, those little things, I think, just people know we can't be there all the time. They know mm. that we we just there's there's time and geography constraints. But just them knowing that we're thinking about them mm-hmm. and, that, and that we care and that we're proud of them.
0: Did you guys push that yourselves or was there someone that you looked up to along the way that demonstrated that
2: example?
1: Um, you know, I haven't really I, thought about I, that before. I, uh, I, I,
2: I think a lot of it is innate. Um, you know, Rosie and I have been around enough other companies and in, interacted with enough other brands and, and, you know, we have a pretty robust network of other entrepreneurs where it's very obvious to see what's that common thread for companies that thrive or, or decline. And, you know, the most obvious thing to me is that, you know, do you treat your employees with respect or do you not? And do you recognize the value that they, you know, they bring to the business? And do you empower them properly? And everything that we've been talking about, you know, I, I've been doing this for decades and it's, it's a, I see the stark contrast between the companies that really recognize those values and, and those who don't. I mean, Personally, I, you know, I've been inspired by my own dad, and in terms of, you know, he just ran a small, you know, doctor's office. He had a family practice, and I just remember the way he treated his staff and how he interacted with his patients. And he would come home and, you know, tell me those stories, and I, I learned that from him. And he was just a man of high integrity and honor. And I just remember that's something I've, you know, taken away and, and carried forward with me as I've been in the entrepreneurial world. I got no instruction from him really on 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 the core aspects of being Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, but you know, some of these things, you know, translate regardless.
0: So in those early days when it was just the two of you, uh, you're all in on the business, even though you didn't necessarily think it would get to here. Um, how long did you guys go early on without really paying yourself or, um, kind of knowing that the you'll get there and and you're investing in the future. So (laughs) it's not time to, to really be living the same way that you
2: would with a, with a normal salary. Right, I think it was easily a, a couple of years. No, no, it was more yeah, than that. It was, it was, was it it, three, half the time four. It
1: was like on I mean, and off. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Four, yeah. there's those total. months you
2: skip it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We that that even happens, you know, occasionally yeah, yeah, lately. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say out of the six years we've been in business, four have been yeah, unpaid.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And even then, look, our our focus is on you know. You know building the business and you know the future you know value that it brings and it's and it's less about you know how much money can we take out individually yeah, per of year course. it's just yeah. it's not what we think of it there's so many opportunities to you know to continue to reinvest whatever funds you do have and growing the business or or you know investing more in in the team so uh it's i i have to say it's kind of an afterthought for us yeah yeah so um
0: when you look at Josh, you mentioned some of the inspiration that you had earlier, and kind of um, mm-hmm. what you looked up to. Is there one person, and uh, obviously different for both of you guys, is there one person that most inspired you to to get here on this journey today? And it could be a famous person or just a personal connection.
1: Um, yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> this is going to sound so cheesy.
3: Yeah, I have
1: a weird one, but second, I yeah. I always say. <laughs> Josh really inspired uh, is this me. My all this is your all moment. Um, <laughs> you know, I had, I had been in the corporate world my whole career. I had always like dreamed of and got, you know, really excited about the idea of starting my own business one day, but I just, I, you know, I, it was always a one day sort of thing for me. And I didn't really, you know, know that it, it even made sense for me to go out and do it. I just, I was still, you know, relatively young and and learning about myself and even, you know, what those things were that I liked doing and and was good at doing. And I think what I really saw and learned through Josh is, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur in so many ways is just, it's, it's a combination of, of, I think things like having a really solid work ethic, having that grit, having that ability to kind of invent and idealize things, and then knowing how to bring them to life. And he kind of helped me realize, like, I do have all those skills, you I just do. didn't realize it. <laughs> you know? And so, um, you know, being able to see what he had done over his career, really inspired me, um, as I was kind of starting the second chapter for me of my entrepreneurial career.
2: Oh, I love that story. And you can retell that anytime time. But <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I, I was motivated to be an entrepreneur. By my desire to have a huge chocolate sundae, I think it was called an earthquake, and it cost like four dollars. I was like eight years old, and so I remember, you know, my mom just saying, "If you want it, you got to go earn it." And you know, I did that whole kind of classic approach with the lemonade stand and everything like that. Um, no question that Rosie also motivates and inspires me every day as well, in terms of everything that she brings, you know, to the table for our partnership. And, you know, beyond that, you know, there, there's some really amazing role models, you know, out there. And I know he's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a bit in the news for the wrong reasons right now. But I got to say, you know, I look up to an entrepreneur like Elon Musk and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm truly inspired. I mean, here's yeah. a guy who is reinventing whole industries, mm-hmm. is willing to put everything on the line, his personal fortune, his relationships, his, his life. Uh, to bring those, you know, to fruition. And he's really making this amazing impact on the world. And, you know, obviously, he might be a little bit overwhelmed at the moment and, and getting distracted. He has so much on his plate. But I mean, entrepreneurs like that are, are truly inspiring. And Rosie and I like to think that we're taking just a teeny bit and in our own little corner trying to, you know, take some of that that magic.
1: Yeah, and I would have to say, for me, you know, an external um, person outside of Josh—that's
3: no, okay. You're a lot of we probably
1: out. sound like we're, we're like one of those annoying couples that makes you throw yeah, up. We are a little bit, but,
3: we're yeah, um, yeah. but uh,
1: that's, Sarah... that's
0: not a bad thing, and not annoying, <laughs> inspiring.
1: <laughs> um, Sarah Blakely from Spanx. Who I uh, yeah. actually had the opportunity to, um, you know, uh, get to know and and kind of uh, work with and do a, a collaboration with um wow like Mm. that is a woman who had an idea that everyone told her would never work and she fought tooth and nail against literally so many obstacles to get it off the ground first self-made billionaire i mean like kudos to her that's amazing and uh she just she's a rock star so i really do think she's awesome and She's kind of one of those people when I get down in the trenches and I'm like, oh God, I give up. This is so hard. I'm like, okay.
3: <laughs> Sarah
1: How would Sarah do this? Yeah, She would be it, like, pick yourself up, just get it done.
0: Her, her, The intensity of her drive and to build up the right team around her and to mm-hmm. continue to push and really it's, um, I'm not going to say Mizzen and Maine is in the same category at all, but Spanx is a product anyone else could have made it before her and plenty yeah. of people have tried to copy her since then. And she still dominates. And that, that yeah. is particularly inspiring living in a world where it's a product and other people can make similar products, just like Sugarfina. Other people can make mm-hmm. very delicious, very beautiful candy, but you guys have just carved out this place where everyone knows you as the leader. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, in amidst all the intensity and, and those down and out moments that you talked about, what do you guys do to stay sane?
1: <laughs> well,
3: <Here's> we <laughs> have,
1: yeah, no. So, um, first and foremost, I think it's kind of like put on your own mask before mm-hmm. saving others. Like we have to make <laughs> sure that we are healthy, not just as individuals, but also as a couple. Yep. Um, and even though we do spend, uh, it seems like we spend a lot of time together nowadays at work, we actually barely see each other because, yep. you know, we both have our own big teams and, you know, we connect. Thank in- you for bringing us together in this moment. <laughs> in fact. We yeah. connect in the car on the way there and the home, but we don't actually see each other a lot during the day. And making sure that we as a couple have time to really truly connect to each other outside of work is so important. And so every Wednesday we have um, a date night that's kind of like our kid at heart night.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, last week we went bowling and last night we played Scrabble and mm-hmm. had cocktails and, we're doing uh,
3: cooking. Yeah, we're going to do a cooking next class week. next yeah. week.
1: It's just, it's, it's really helpful both for us personally and as a couple to Get out of the work mindset because it's so easy to just default to work. I mean, so this, phones
2: down yeah. and no, no, no work talk. Yeah. <laughs> because We have, you know, the other 24 hours a day and six
3: days a week to talk <laughs> right. about it. So now right.
1: yeah. then I think, you know, exercise I think is so mm-hmm. important to each of us personally, even though um, it, it's always a struggle to try to make the time to do it, but definitely something that really helps. Um, Josh has three awesome kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're adults. Slash one teenager left. <laughs> um, but we love spending as much time with them as we can. And mm-hmm. you know, they're always a good reminder that there's there's lots more to life than work.
0: That's right. Couldn't agree more. So um on on that note of there's lots more to life, uh, I I love hearing how much you guys travel and still get out there and and don't just bury yourselves in nothing but work. But if you could take a full month away from it all, I always think this is a really interesting question. Um, what would you do? And, and it can be, uh, just, you don't have to worry about work at all because the team is running the ship and you are, you know, doctor's orders. You're supposed to go, um, get away from it all for a month. What does that look like we, for you guys?
2: Well, you know, we just had a taste of what that looks like. Uh, recently we, for the very first time, uh, went to Burning Man, uh, out of the, in the desert in, in Nevada. Okay. And, um, you know, we, we, we it was walked seven in seven days, it was seven days
1: disconnected, which we had never done before
2: ever. And we've taken lots of vacations and done lots of travel. It's the first time phones down and, and you can't check anything, you know, news or emails or anything with work. Wow. And it was the first time where we really felt that time slowed down for us. We had nothing on our calendars. And if we had a calendar, you can look at it. And, uh, you know, you're, the, the, You know, you'd wake up in the morning and your first question is, what's for breakfast? I don't know. And we'd wander around and figure that out. And then we'd get on our bikes and explore the camp and we'd explore the play and all the amazing art there and the amazing people we were able to interact with. It really did feel unlike any other vacation or place we've ever been uh, before. And and look, I know Burning Man has a reputation for, (laughs) you know, a lot of other things, you know, uh, a lot of things, drug use and all that kind of stuff. Um, And and there's something for everybody there. But, you know, Rosie and I just had a series of wow moments, uh, seven days straight that totally reinvigorated us. So, you know, just coming off of that, I'm now I almost feel like I'm a recruiter for Burning Man. I I feel like if we can extend that experience into a month, that, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Basically being off the grid yeah. in survival mode. There was yeah. something so cool. Like what our, was
2: 70,000 other people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our
1: camp was powered by solar yeah. energy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we had to figure yeah. out how to find food and cook food every day. Right. There's just, I, I love kind of like going back to the earth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, living like humans would have several hundred years ago. There's yeah. something cool about that.
2: A more... A more bougie answer from us might be our trip <laughs> to Santorini a couple of years ago was also uh, kind of life changing for us. And yep. I went going back to that boat and uh, and just lazing around yeah. the, the Mediterranean <laughs> because that was that was pretty incredible, too. It's a gorgeous island. So um, I have
0: never actually bothered asking somebody, but the question has always um, loomed mm-hmm. large for me and I probably could just Google it. But I'll just ask, what what do you eat? At Burning Man, and how do you, <laughs> you you don't book a room, but you're in a camp. How how does that
1: work? How does work? it all work? Yes, yeah. then so, this I think this is the the coolest thing for us about Burning Man is it's this community that comes together and collaborates to sustain everyone in mm-hmm. the whole community. So, for example, um, it's all based around kind of acts of service and acts of gift giving. And each camp, you know, each day will have different things that they are offering to the community. So, mm-hmm. for example. You'll have camps that set up, you know, snow cone stations mm-hmm. and you know, um, uh, gyoza stations. All these random things. Pillars. Pickle jars, right, Pickles so <laughs> and, you know, you you just you go around. It's a totally cashless economy, and it's not bartering. It's it's gift giving. So you go up to someone's camp mm-hmm. and they'll feed you lunch, mm-hmm. and there's no expectation. It's just like you give them a hug and you say thank you, and yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. But then you go do that for other people, and so there's this real amazing kind of. Um, you know, gift giving reciprocity, generosity mindset that I just thought was awesome. And it honestly, it gave so me good. a new faith in humanity. You're
3: right. <laughs> oh, no. that is- we, and- uh, we now
2: we now chat up our Uber drivers on a regular basis and talk to anyone in the elevator that we're with. And, and uh, I find myself crossing the street to pick up pieces of trash I see on the ground because there's a big ethos about leaving no trace behind a Burning Man as well. And, and, and again, it just kind of dials you back in a little bit, which is, which is amazing.
0: Absolutely fascinating. Now I know, um, now I know. So, um, you guys starting a business, uh, together obviously affected your personal life in an enormous way, Mm -hmm. in in an enormously positive way, but what would you say the biggest sacrifice has been since starting Sugarfina?
1: You know, for me, I would say probably health, um, Mm -hmm. I am that person who used to work out six days a week for mm-hmm. like an hour and a half a day. And I just loved it. And there's just no opportunity that I could ever be able to do that while running a business. This, even if I said, look, I'm that's going to be my number one priority and I'm going to make it happen. It's just not realistic. And I, so, I think for me, it's been kind of this struggle to overcome, okay, it, it will never be perfect, but how do you make it good enough such that I feel like, I, I at least got part of the way there, yep. um, and, uh, and I, I, I do that thing that really makes me help feel healthy and happy and fulfilled, even if it's not to the level um, that I would love for it to be at.
2: It, you know, for me, I'm at this very interesting inflection point in my life. As Rosie said, I have three kids, I have two out of the house already, and I have one you know, one foot out the door, one more year left to go. And you know, so for me, you know, time has flown by, we're already six years in And, you know, I remember when they were age 13 and not 20 and, you know, inevitably, obviously, or invariably when you're working as hard as we are, you know, there's always those missed moments, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being with your family. And and again, I I have increased time with Rosie, which is amazing for both of us, you know, traveling so much, you know, we're not as home as we as much as we'd like to be. Um, And so I, I happen to be thinking about that a lot since. We're going to be empty nesters in less than a year. So um that, that's I'd say one of the things that, that I've missed. But uh they understand and and they uh they they get their their dues in candy enough <laughs> so that they've been very supportive <laughs> and understanding.
0: Yeah.
1: We try to focus on quality since yeah, we yeah, can't yeah, deliver that's quantity. Right.
2: That's right.
0: So it's funny to think about growing up with uh, you know, limited access to sweets and it being such a reward. I'm wondering how you guys deal with the fact that it's your day to day. Is it um, do they tire of, do your kids tire of candy or is no. it, are they just nonstop?
2: Uh, you know, not yet. I mean, we, we do preach, I mean, we do practice what we preach and it's everything in moderation. Sure. So we have not set up a mini candy store back at home such that they <laughs> can have all access at all times. But, you know, absolutely, we're always bringing back little treats or, you know, lucky them. They're on our early test taster, you know, list. So as we're developing new candies, they get a sample of the new candies, which is, you know, really really fun for them. I like
1: to think that we've helped make them more popular because one of their favorite things (laughs) is asking us for candy that they can give to their friends and 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 their teachers. And their teachers,
2: (laughs) yeah. So that's that's really helpful.
0: If you Um, are looking to adopt um, um, a 32 year old entrepreneur, I'm happy to (laughs) join that family. (laughs) (laughs) You're
2: going to have to get in line, but yes, Uh, you're, you're now. You're now on the list. Um, no, they they appreciate quality, which is great. So I have never catch them eating junkie candy anymore. Good. Uh, like us, if they're going to eat something they'd sweet. They'd be grounded. If they yeah, did. they'd be grounded. Yeah, they would yeah. know there'd be implications.
0: Do you feel like there was a moment um, along the way that things really hit a tipping point for you all, or was it more a series of moments over time?
1: You know, there were, it was definitely a series of moments, but I say there were a couple of really standout things that I think. Just dramatically changed the way that we thought about the business. The first one was pretty early on. Um, we were uh, featured in the National Daily Candy, which was oh, back then when we launched big daily, um, you know, kind of trend digest newsletter. Oh, yeah. And yep, I
3: remember that. It was like yeah.
1: lifestyle and fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, was, that got us a lot of eyeballs, which is great. But the thing that came out of it was that's how Facebook discovered us. Um, Facebook was working on this program called Facebook Gifts. And the idea was you could easily with one click send a real physical gift in the mail to your friend. It was frictionless for you because you didn't even have to know their address. Their address was already in their profile. So they just one click, they get a gift. And they, they said, hey, you know, we heard about you on Daily Candy. We're launching this new program. We'd love to have you be a part of it as our exclusive confectionery partner. And we're like, great. This is awesome. And then it goes live and it's Apple and Starbucks and Sugarfina.
0: Oh my, <laughs> and we, my and we goodness. Just
1: like, so it was still the two of us working in, in, in the basement, basement of yeah. our house. Yeah. And we were just like, Oh my God, like what just happened? And I think that was the biggest moment for us as entrepreneurs, as we said, yes, but Holy crap. Now <laughs> we got to figure this out. Like uh-huh. how are we going to do this? So, um, there was one, uh, they, they did a promotion for Valentine's day where they reached out to us and said, Hey, we want to have you be kind of our featured um, gift for Valentine's Day how many units can you ship and we, we just made up, like we, this was like when our e-com <laughs> business was shipping maybe 25 orders yeah. a day and we're like <laughs> we're like oh 15,000 like yeah. we said it confidently as though we had thought about it <laughs> we just really did, pulled the number out of thin really air did you really
0: just completely pick a number out of thin air yeah yeah,
1: yeah we, we totally just did. a
0: number that sounded really we totally, fun. like
1: we had no idea what that <laughs> meant in terms of how many people we'd need to fulfill right. how many shipping boxes we had yeah. and totally not thought through at all oh, um, my goodness. so then uh, the promotion goes live and not only does it surpass the 15,000 There were other products we had live that had a this spillover effect, so we ended up having about eighteen thousand orders that we needed to fulfill over a weekend. Yeah. So that was when we really learned who our friends were because (laughs) we called in every friend, every favor, every family member we'd ever, you know, pretty much had in our lives, um, and took over the whole house assembly line of people kind of putting all these things together and getting them shipped. And we got them out like we did it. But wow, was it nuts. nuts? Yeah.
0: So I it's kind of hard to replicate that moment. Have you tried to do something? Have you tried to kind of bottle that and do it again in some
1: capacity? Well, I think, yeah, I think the collaborations that we've done have definitely been another um, element of that. So when we created the rosé-infused gummy bears, we partnered up with Whispering Angel. They were like the super hot rosé of that year, sold out everywhere. We created these rosé gummies. We started this little pre-story in the media about how they were coming out. There was already a wait list because there were so many rosé, you know, Whispering Angel fans. And so that story started picking up a lot of traction. By the time we launched, there was so much pent-up demand for the product that our entire <laughs> year's production run sold out in two hours online. The website like crashed three times. And so we started a, a waiting list, and the waiting list got up to 18,000 people. We were in the Wall Street Journal, which the headline was The Tesla of Candy, Hmm. Um, the Boston globe, the headline was sugar Fina broke the internet. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, we were on the today show and live with Kelly and you know, all, all these just, I think it was over 7 billion media impressions. Um, totally insane. Like we were just, it was one of those moments where a brand goes viral and it just happens before you can even realize it's happening. But wow, was it so fun, but we, we sold out so fast. We were having to make these crazy decisions like, well, I think we need to airship a container load of gummies from Germany, which is where we make them to the U S so that we can get back in stock while people still are paying attention and not disappoint them that they're on a waiting list. So, uh, you know, you have to make just insane decisions in the middle of situations like that, but we did and it was hugely successful and, and really fun.
0: That is truly remarkable. And I'm thinking to myself, Josh, being called the tesla of candy were you just melting inside Uh, is there anything that you could have ever asked for to have a better compliment
2: uh no that that was pretty far up there for me (laughs) so i was really really happy with that
0: that is really really cool moment um have you uh have has anything been said better about you josh since that moment (laughs)
2: I'm trying to think.
0: <laughs> that, that definitely that's, stuck with That me. sets I, the I bar know. very high. Yeah, that's that, uh,
2: <laughs> I, I don't mind just uh, uh, writing that one out for you We got the,
1: the 50 most innovative companies. Actually,
2: that was pretty big. Yeah, that, yeah, we got named to the, the top 50 most innovative uh, companies and top so five Fast
1: Company. on
2: Fast Company. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we we're, right. were top 100 innovators. And we've gone in some other recognition uh, along the way, which is also been pretty amazing and uh and yeah yeah so all good
0: so um when you think about uh the road ahead (laughs) knowing again this you started out i love that you said we just thought this would be a fun hobby where do you see sugarfina in 10 years that's a long
1: time (laughs) from
2: now by the way we think
0: in terms of months
1: yeah it's only been six years so i have no idea what's happening in 10 years um that's okay i'll say I'll say five because that yeah, feels right. yeah, like we can, we can wrap our okay. heads around five. Um, you know, we, we the goalpost has always gotten bigger and bigger for us every year. I think now, you know, we're really thinking what's the, the maximum this can be. And we see Sugarfina as a, a dominant global confections player so that when you are listing off big confections brands like mm-hmm. Godiva and Lint, Sugarfina is in that same sentence.
0: That's a pretty good sentence to be a part of. Yeah. Yes. that's great yeah. um, now yes we don't have to go 10 years in the future but let's go 6 years back if you could tell yourself one thing at the beginning what would it be
1: uh, well you know it's so easy in hindsight but there are so many so many opportunities were coming our way and we are guilty of saying yes to everything <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. um, I think we have it better we got it better But there,
1: there are a lot of things that I think if we went back in time, we would have probably said no to mostly from the, 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 uh, perspective of you can only do so many things well at any given time. And once you kind of crack that, uh, you know, it's that straw that breaks the camel's back and all of a sudden you're doing six things sort of good, uh, rather than doing two or three things. Great. Um, so that would be my biggest thing is go back and kind of selectively say no to some things.
3: It's very, and,
2: very good advice. It, it, on my end, going back to how important your team is uh, in terms of your success, I'd say you know we we should have done our diligence, done deeper diligence on a few key hires along the way. Yeah, and we learned a lot from that. You know, uh, we made the mistake of hiring a person who was wonderfully talented, but had the uh, you know wrong qualities about them, and they they were just kind of a toxic. Uh, you know, presence at the company and, and, and that that didn't work out well. Um, or on paper, they looked great and, and maybe even they had a great personality, but they actually weren't capable of doing the job well. Uh, but they were in a senior position and also had an impact on a lot of people. So, you know, over the last few years, we've, we've gotten much better and a lot more selective and have a stronger filter on uh, uh, who makes sense to add to the team. So that that's something we would have changed in retrospect. So I think that
0: probably is the answer to to the next question, which is what what is your single biggest regret? And and it sounds like you guys both address both of those. Is, is there yeah. something? Is there one thing, one decision, or one thing that you would fundamentally do differently, or or do those two
2: kind of cover it for you? Yeah, I mean, not rushing into certain opportunities in hindsight yeah. and. You know, not hiring a couple of key people. Yeah, you know yeah. that that made a real real difference. Yeah. Other than that, you know, honestly, we we feel really good about the building blocks that we put in place at Sugarfina. We're always going to have challenges. I mean, with a company that's growing as fast as ours, you're always going to have scalability issues and and infrastructure issues. And you know, I'm going to mess up this analogy, but you know, we're we're building the boat as we're rowing it, um, and. You know that's normal, um, but I'd, I'd, I'd still go back to those those two mm-hmm. things there. Just being a little bit more selective about what opportunities we took on at once, and being more selective on on a few key hires. But, but feeling great about the team we have in place now, and the fact that we were able to dis- disconnect completely for a week, and a, a pretty busy season for us, and uh, and come back and uh, you know everything was okay. Great. Uh, was uh, was a really good feeling for us.
0: What brings you guys the most joy every day?
1: Well, our product makes people happy, yeah. and I think you know one of the reasons why I love going to the store and, and yeah. seeing people you know <clears throat> engaged with with Sugarfina is there's this there's this just delight that takes over people. And it's kind of like that kid in the candy store feeling, but in a grown up way. And it is so fun to see. It's so fun to see grown women turn into little girls (laughs) like they're just their face lights up. They're like, oh, my God, look at this. And this is so pretty. And I need this and I have to have this. And it's just like that makes me so happy because to be able to create something that's not just a product, but it's really an emotional Connection that you're creating with someone that that's so cool, and I feel so lucky that um, that that we have been able to create that.
0: That is a truly joyful experience. So, um, flipping the script for a second, how about your most embarrassing professional moment?
1: <laughs> I know I like I can't think of anything embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I've had many embarrassing moments like in my life just not <laughs> work related <laughs> I'm a huge klutz. like I think I remember when I was in college I was um rushing uh this sorority which was like considered you know the top sorority on campus and I fell as I was walking no in the really door like yeah. flat on my face Ouch. um that probably I can, I can...
2: earned you some points <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, if watch. you handled it picked yourself up <laughs> and handled it gracefully I agree <laughs> yeah it probably didn't earn you some points Um, yeah, no, nothing embarrassing on my end either. We've had some crazy stuff happen to us at Sugar I mean, some just nutty stuff. I mean, we have, I easily, we have 10 chapters of a book already ready to go in terms of all the crazy stuff that happens along the way to building a a candy empire, but, uh, um, nothing embarrassing as much. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Do you guys um I know we we backed off on the 10 year horizon. Do you want to do Sugarfina forever? <laughs>
1: huh. You know, we love it. Um I think Josh and I are entrepreneurs at heart mm. and this is a passion project for us that we're excited to see how big we can build it. Yep. Um, I do think there will be other journeys we want to take in the future. Yeah. You know, we're very in the moment right now, um, but we could see one day that mm-hmm. it makes sense for Sugarfina to take on a strategic partner um, yeah. or something like that. And, uh, you know, we're excited to continue growing the business and, um, you know, life, there's there's a lot more chapters in life.
2: By the way, our kids hate that answer. Um, <laughs> but to their chagrin, you know, I think they envisioned kind of having their own, you know, uh, Charlie moment where he gets to take over the, the <laughs> chocolate factory and, and we had to sit them down and going, you know, that's probably not going to happen. So enjoy the ride while it lasts. But are,
0: yeah. are any of them doing any work for the company for experience and kind of getting their hands uh, no, rather all, than saying dirty, them, get them sweet.
2: Uh, uh, no, all of them have, they've that's been, uh, work, they've worked in the warehouse, they've, you know, worked in our headquarters here and in the stores. And, uh, they've been great actually, you know, really, really good in the stores. And, uh, you know, one of my daughters works, you know, here in the office and she did some great, great work. So that it's all been a part of their high school years, uh, kind of helping out with the business.
0: That's, that's awesome. How far away from the office do you guys live?
1: About 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's not not bad.
0: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, last of the serious questions, how do you want to be remembered?
1: That's such a good <coughs> question. And I—do you mean like when we're dead, or?
2: <laughs> or from, or from a brand standpoint, or from a leadership standpoint? At
0: you know, it's really up to you. Maybe let's skip the death part. Um, <laughs> okay. When when people discuss what Josh and Rosie um, have done, just just generally, um, I know you said you're entrepreneurs at heart, and there might be something else that you guys end up doing down the road. What what do you want people to say um, about the work that you do, the people that you are, you know, family members, et cetera?
1: Yeah. So uh, for me, it's two big things. And and then I'll I'll let Josh um, chime in. But uh, I would say um, disruption slash innovation. Uh, You know, we really love that we've come into a market and, and created something totally new that didn't exist before. And that is really shaking up the industry. And a lot of people are like, what the heck are those people doing over there? <laughs> and how did they grow so fast? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, that that kind of just uh, a little bit of a, a spirit of uh, being a rebel and doing things differently. But the counterpoint to that for me is, um, I really just want to be remembered and known as a nice, caring person. Um, I think sometimes people, you know, think that being bombastic and hard nosed is the way to success and I really think that there's a path where you can just be a really good, really nice person um, and also have a, a great path to success. So those okay, are my of course,
3: Well, you oh, my answer. Oh, take it too? Totally sorry. <laughs> that, that was it. But uh,
2: innovation and yeah, you don't have to be a jerk to, to succeed. It's
1: a yeah, very common
0: know. theme I'm hearing these days, which is a very yeah. good
2: thing.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, – the thus concludes the very serious portion of of the interview and <laughs> okay. uh eager to have two people hop in on this rapid fire so first thing that comes to mind and however you want to interpret it how many hours of sleep a night do you get
1: eight
2: i get i get 6 to
0: 7 what would you use the gene editing technology crispr for to edit your own genes
1: Oh, wow. That's an awesome (laughs) question. That is. Does CRISPR clone? Because I'd clone myself like 2000 (laughs) times over.
0: I don't, I don't know. So we'll say, sure. Clone it. That's great.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, It's right. What's instantly coming to my head? I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, getting a little bit taller. I'm I'm okay height. I'm ten. but you know, Rosie's family are all giants. And so we get together (laughs) for family events. I'm with their brothers and they're all like, Six feet two and six feet four and yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, getting a couple inches of height.
0: I I agree. Five ten is is uh, yeah. it's not not too short, you're, but I you, wouldn't mind a couple extra.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right on the edge.
0: Um, what is your favorite fiction and nonfiction book?
2: Wow. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to say fiction is altered carbon for me. It's a it's mm-hmm. a great science fiction book. Rosie hates it. I think it's genius. I actually <laughs> like underlined passages and all the and so many of the chapters really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, anything for me on the nonfiction side, it's, you know, presidential biographies or uh, Winston Churchill or, or, you know, World War Two history. I, I love that kind of stuff.
1: On my side, nonfiction, um, I'm a huge Michael Pollan fan. So his first book, Mm -hmm. The Botany of Desire, I just thought was uh, like, it's just fascinating. Um, Not our fiction, um, you know, lifelong favorite has been The Unbearable Lightness of Being. But I just read an amazing book called Exit West um, Mm -hmm. that is all about kind of this love story uh, about, you know, a a refugee couple trying to escape from their war-torn country that just was awesome.
0: Good, good so recommendations. So that might be my new favorite. That's good recommendations. Uh, what is your daily music playlist theme?
1: <laughs> we're NPR junkies, so <laughs> we should listen to more music. But we're kind of obsessed with NPR.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. There's that, but every once in a while, I'll, I'll turn to a good channel for uh, 1960s and 70s music. Good. So
0: the classic. Um, what is your wake up and wind down drink of choice?
1: Uh, wake up! I try to chug water as early in the morning as I can, just because I, I get so busy, I really have time to drink it. So I try to at least get in something, um, and then going to bed. Well, I then I switch to carbonated water. Like uh, there's nothing I love more than a Lacroix um, as I'm going to sleep.
2: I'm going to give the more honest answer, uh, which I'll, I'll have the, uh, <laughs> the a protein shake in the morning, but at night, Rosie and I enjoy a really good gin. Uh, we discovered our love for gin recently on a trip to the uk okay and there's this gin i forget where it's made i think france but it's a pink pepper gin and there's something about it which is just awesome and i i typically you know veer towards scotch but recently um you know we've been exploring the gins a little bit and i'm sure that'll make its way into our candy collection one of these days (laughs) how about last meal what would your last meal be
1: um, sugar fish from Sushi Nazawa, which is, um, for, for the people listening who don't know, it's kind of like, uh, just the most amazing kind of cult favorite sushi, uh, in LA. Hmm.
0: Okay.
2: And, and for me, it's probably the, the best burger I've ever had at a restaurant called a local neighborhood restaurant called R and D. Uh, and they just, they have perfected the burger. Nice. So if I was stranded on an island for five years and I came back and what's my first meal? I'd I'd make a beeline for that that restaurant. Actually, it really yeah, it's food. telling
1: because when we came back from Burning that, Man, that's the
2: first place. That's we the went. first thing Josh yeah. had, and then I ordered yeah. fish.
1: Oh, you're right. Oh, you're
3: right. Our
0: true, true form. That's yeah. great. Um, do you have any pet peeves, or what's your biggest pet beef?
1: Oh, um, wow. okay. Like it really bothers me when people break rules but but not like important rules like dumb rules like don't have more than 10 items in the checkout lane like i will count people's items and if that, is have, a, that is an like,
0: egregious offense against humanity
1: <laughs> if they have like 12 i get really bothered by it i don't say anything to them but that's probably my biggest pet peeve
2: you know pet peeve for me are you know basically mean people i, I don't get it it really bugs me when i ever see someone being short or mean or quick-tempered um And also, I'd I'd say, I don't know if this sounds bad, but, uh, you know, whiners, um, people where where I genuinely believe there's a solution for anything. And if you have a problem, you can work it through, you roll up your sleeves and you get it done. And when I see people just standing around complaining but not doing anything about it, um, that bugs me. So I'll hear people complaining about the current political situation. I'll ask if they voted and they just didn't get around to it. I'm like, you know. I don't know if I am that receptive anymore, you know? So things like that. Fair, very fair.
0: How about uh, favorite podcast?
1: Well, now it's your podcast.
3: (laughs) Obviously, Um, yes, obviously.
1: obviously. Um, No, I love how I built this. Uh,
2: Both Rosie and I are fans of that podcast.
3: That this is
0: uh, this is a very common theme across uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. across <laughs> all of the answers We love all get, that Guy Ross so is
2: pretty amazing yep. interviewer like yep. you
0: well thank you <laughs> a lot to live <laughs> up to um, what percent of your monthly household spend is on Amazon Oh wow a oh, lot
1: that's a good also question. also a
2: great question a lot yeah. I mean that's our go-to for basically everything Jeff Bezos owns us. And yeah. we're we're okay saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty brilliant what he's created and we're pretty sucked into the orbit. And he's only just
1: between, getting started. Yeah. yeah between no, between Amazon and Postmates and yeah, Uber Eats, yeah. I think those are like the three things yep. that consume our disposable income. And what it does
2: is it speaks to someone who has a very busy life, yeah, right? Exactly. You get things ordered you know delivered same day yeah, sometimes. Time
1: is and, our yeah. most valuable commodity. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: He uh I just just heard um, someone someone tweeted about this that um, Amazon is delivering fresh Christmas trees this year. Oh, that is genius! The person, I think it was Aaron Levy from um, from Box, tweeted uh, something like the the guy on the corner who works his butt off six weeks a year. Amazon has your number or something like that, Uh and it's true. I mean, it's there's nothing that they really there's really nothing that they can't touch. T- Can't yeah. touch. Yeah. That's um, interesting.
2: I bet you he thought he was safe too, poor thing. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: What TV show could you watch over and over again? Oh, that's well, an easy they're... answer for us. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: watch The Office every night.
0: Oh, yeah, my gosh, pretty
3: much great. I,
1: think, I think we're like four cycles through yeah, that's the right. whole series. Yeah, that's Season
2: one through 12 or whatever it is. It is just the most brilliant show. And what we love it for us as we're going to sleep, it's, you know, there's little bite sized nuggets of just. Fun. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a nice way to drift off to sleep. A more serious show that would be Breaking Bad. Again, we've cycled through that two or three times. Wow. And a brilliant, brilliant show.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. Favorite article of clothing?
1: Uh, I have these like um, Stan Smith Adidas sneakers that I just love wearing. It's like I instantly feel like uh, life is easy when I put them on. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh I'm gonna give a shout out to my friends at MeUndies. Uh they own my <laughs> underwear drawer. And also they did a a Sugar Freena uh, uh, champagne bear print or rose bear print. And uh oh, that's, that's like great. my lucky pair of underwear I wear. I think <laughs> I might be wearing it now. Um so uh yeah.
0: That is fun those guys. Um cardio, love it or
2: hate it.
1: I love it. I think you hate it though.
2: No, I hate certain parts of it. So anything where you're like doing the, the whole the leg stuff, I hate that. No, but I love cardio. So like oh. I'll do the stairs. I love spinning. Uh, I used to be an avid tennis player until I got too busy and too old. Um, so no, I, I I love cardio. It's the squats I hate. And oh. that doesn't count as cardio. Yeah, or, that's so. not cardio. Okay. No, Okay, I hate squats. <laughs>
0: um, would you guys rather fight off 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized
2: duck? One horse-sized duck
0: for me. Oh,
1: for me, a hundred duck-sized horses. I mean, that sounds like kind of cute.
2: No, they're mean and
0: they're, mean and they're coming they're for like, you.
2: They're mean. They're like zombies and they're going to come for you. You don't yeah. want to fight a swarm of 100. It's way easier from a military standpoint just to do one big dude.
1: Well, so they're, they're horses <laughs> and they can't climb, so you can get above ground very easily.
2: Okay, but 100 of them, I'm telling you, one of them is going to find a way to get you. you got one big fatty. <laughs> it's a big target. You can take him out. Oh, I'm voting for the big fatty. all
0: well,
1: right. ducks don't have teeth, so maybe that would be better. Ooh, have okay. you
0: ever been bit by a, by a duck or a swan? Apparently no. not. It's <laughs> I, I've seen it and it's not fun. It's um, not good. Um, okay. no. There's some ducks there's uh, some ducks and swans um, by our house and Well like a horse sized
1: duck wouldn't be able to run very fast. It would be like kind of waddling. Have, so I think you, you have, you have a lot of confidence
2: it. in this. I don't know.
0: Well yeah. but like you could outrun <laughs> it really whereas
1: duck sized horses like horses run fast. Yeah. So
2: Well he's just using horse's reference for size, not their ability to run fast. So it's just a really big duck. Wait, it wants to cross. A
1: big duck can't like yeah. run as fast as yeah. a horse. Yeah, I got
2: you. so good. This okay. is
0: one of my favorite dinner deep, conversations. We're gonna have a <laughs> deep
1: conversation. <laughs> I right, know we are. When <laughs> you
0: guys resolve this two months from now, let me know. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you. Well, well that you
1: that makes me curious. What would you rather have?
0: Yeah, it's a secret. Oh, i okay. uh, <laughs> ask you
1: yeah.
3: I
0: don't actually know what I would what I would yeah, choose. I feel like I would rather go against one. Uh, yeah. Just so yeah. if I if I win, I'm not gonna have 99 more. But Um, there's no real rationale behind that other than one versus a hundred. Um, what is your favorite destination to travel to?
1: You know, um, we go to Asia a lot. Like I really loved Kyoto. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, Greece, uh, and then Morocco was Mm -hmm. where we got engaged. So I have a special place in my heart there.
2: Uh, Cabo is our favorite local That's probably our go-to. Yeah. Yeah. because It's only a few hours away gorgeous resorts and we can we can check out a little bit so we love that
0: and uh last but not least what is the best gift that you've ever received and you guys love each other too much for me not to say you can't say each other um (laughs) what damn it what else (laughs) is the best best gift you've ever received
2: oh wow that's like i can say something i got from you sure sure that's fine well, I, I celebrated uh, Rosie celebrated my 50th anniversary. Uh, Your
1: birthday, you mean?
2: Birthday is what I meant. <laughs> I don't want to age myself that much. Um, and as a gift, she did two things. She planned a surprise birthday party, which was amazing with all my family and friends. Um, but the coolest thing she did is um, I, I am a big fan of scotch, and she took me on a distillery tour of Scotland. Wow, and that's really special. That was just an amazing trip. So it was more of an experience than a gift, mm-hmm. but um, amazing memories from that, and uh, you know, as a gift. So I, I really love that.
1: And I'd say, um, well, because now I have to say a gift you from don't, Josh, you otherwise I would, like, no, you're not are not obligated, person. but no, um, I am. I am really a sucker for kind of small, unexpected, thoughtful little things. So, for example, um, Josh uh, had to go out of town for a trip. And so he left a little sweet note and I think like a little present of some mm-hmm. sort on my pillow for when I came home. So it was like, even though I'm not here tonight, I'm thinking about you and I love you. And here's a little something sweet for you. Um, th- that just like melts my heart.
2: Hey, all my relationship training is working <laughs> somehow. That's <laughs> go good ahead. job. That all is right. wonderful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So with that, I would like to say thank you guys for a very fun interview. Uh, it was good to be able to, to connect. Um, so thrilled for um, what you guys have accomplished so far. To close out, though, um, where can people stay in touch with you guys online individually and how should they come by their next great gift for anyone in their life?
1: I'd say follow us on Instagram at Sugarfina. That's where you'll kind of see all the latest and greatest and all the creativity kind of coming out of the brand. Um, Shop online at Sugarfina.com. And then uh, on our website, you can find all of our retail locations. So we have over 50 across North America. Um, So hopefully there's one near you.
0: Excellent. Thank you guys so much for a great interview and look forward to connecting live next time.
1: Same here. Thank you again. This was really fun. We really
0: appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin S. Lavelle. And you can also go to founders15.com for show notes and other episodes. Thank you.